Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Simply Put. I am so excited for today's episode. Not only is it based around my favorite verse, but I believe that today's content is going to give you both encouragement and shed light into maybe some things that hold you back from sharing either your faith or your testimony or any of the above. So I am so, so excited for today. Let's dive in. Welcome to Simply Put, a podcast that has been brought to life with you in mind. Whether you consider yourself an all-in Christian or have never been introduced to the freedom found in God, this podcast is for you. While the Bible might seem complicated, God's message is rather simple. Every week, you can expect Brit to take God's word and break it down into something we can all better understand. Now here's your host, Brit. All right, guys. So we are diving into Romans chapter 10 today. And our key verse is Romans chapter 10, verse 14 says this, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can someone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. And I love this verse um, because I think it is so true. You know, how do people call on somebody that they don't, even know about. And as I studied this text and as I sat with it in prayer, God just really put on my heart to talk about the things that hold us back from sharing not only our testimony, but also our faith with people around us. And so I put out a question to you guys of what is your biggest fear when it comes to telling people about Christ or sharing your testimony? And I had about 47 responses total. And just to give you guys a glimpse, here are the top four reasons that people said they do not share their faith. Number one, ranking number one, I'm afraid I'll be asked something that I don't know. Number two, I'm afraid of what people will think. Number three, I will either look like a hypocrite or be faced with the hypocrisy that is so often come from the church. Number four, my testimony doesn't feel powerful. And so on today's episode, we're going to walk through these top four answers um, and just talk about how do we overcome that? What does the Bible say? And How do we move past this? Because I believe in you right now listening to this, there's a great testimony and there's a great story that God wants to use to bring people to him, but we have to be brave enough to speak. And so starting with number one, I'm afraid I'll be asked something that I don't know. All right. So here's, let's just talk about this. Um, I want to start by saying People don't know as much as you perceive they do. Um, Even people under the instruction of my voice, I want you to know Google is a beautiful tool. And so sometimes we think people know more than they actually do. And I hear this all the time in community group setting where someone will say, I 
have read the Bible. I kind of know it. Like I know that that verse is somewhere in there, but if you asked me to tell you where that verse was, I would have no idea. And can I just tell you that is normal because unless you have, I Googled this, so don't think I know this off the top of my head, but there are 783,137 words in the Bible. So unless you have a super crazy, awesome memory that you can remember all of that, I need you to know that the pressure is off, that you're not going to know everything. Even the people you think know everything really don't know anything. Um, and just to give you an example, this is what I love. In John 21, verse 25, it says, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. So John, John, John from the Bible doesn't even know all God. He can't even write it all. And so can we give ourselves some grace to not, you know, being able to understand everything, to not having every answer because we don't know everything that happened. I mean, what John is saying is this is just a glimpse at everything that happened while Jesus was here. And so if that one resonates with you, if you are someone that says, I don't share because I'm afraid I'll be asked something that I don't know. Friend, let me tell you, we all are. (laughs) You will be asked things you don't know because there's no way we can fully comprehend the magnitude, the mystery, and all that's encompassed in the Bible um, in this life. You know, it's just... It's not possible. And so if that's where you are, just don't be afraid to say, you know, I don't know, but how about we find that answer together? Um, Or I don't know. I would love to look into that more. I don't know. I've never thought of that before Um, because here's what I've learned. And I really struggled with this early on in my walk with Christ. But even the belief in nothing is still a belief in something because you're believing that nothing exists. And so challenge that, you know, if you, if you do get into those circumstances where you feel like you're being questioned or pestered or, um, somewhat attacked, don't be afraid to, um, retreat back and say, I don't have all of the answers. But one thing I love about God is I I don't have to, like he loves me because he loves me. Um, and so I just want to like give you some encouragement that even the people that you think know everything, they don't. I don't. We don't. We're just learning as we go. So you're not alone in that. That is a very, very common fear that is amongst Christians all over. All right. So second one says, I'm afraid of what people think. Oh, I resonate with this one. I will never forget. I just, I think it's going to be burned in my head forever. Um, Sitting in Cafe Atlantic in Milford, Connecticut. I guess it was two years ago, almost at this point. And publishing my first faith-based blog. I was terrified because I was... Okay, I think I think I was cooler than I actually was growing up, but I just had a really good um I didn't really care about my faith. I went to church, but like Monday through Saturday, that would be a no for me. And so, I remember just publishing my first faith-based blog and thinking, number 1, 
my friends are going to hate me. Number two, I look like a total weirdo. Number three, uh, this, there's gotta be a different way, God, this can't be it. But number four, you know, maybe somebody else that catches this feels the same way too. And so the, the fear of what people will think, I just want to validate you. That is a, a very real fear, but here's the deal. Um, at some point you're going to have to decide that your friends and your family's eternal life is more important than your fear. And I want to preface that by saying, you know, just because you share your faith doesn't mean you have to be preachy. It doesn't mean you have to be judgmental. It doesn't mean every conversation has to talk about Jesus and all the great things he's doing for you. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that um, actions speak louder than words. And so the best way to show people that you love God isn't by telling them all the Bible verses you memorized or everything. It's about showing them through kindness. Um, you know, just for example, like the way that you speak about your circumstances, that matters. Are you the kind of person that grumbles and complains or are you optimistic and hopeful that God is going to come through? Um, same for the people that surround you. Like, how do you talk about the people around you? Are you not afraid to speak positive about them, even though the conversation is negative? Um, and then how are you when you talk about the people that have hurt you? You know, when conversation comes up about people right now that are either causing angst in yourself or your family or your friendships, how do you speak about that? I think that we have made it more complicated to draw people to Christ, forgetting that when we let Christ come through us, people are automatically drawn in. And so people want to be joy-filled. People want to be optimistic. People want to be forgiving. People want that. And so I think, I don't think, I almost know, like the, the common misconception is that you have to be theological and have all these debates about why God is this and why God is that. And da, 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 da. And can I just tell you that you can study the Bible and you can go as deep as you want, but um, nothing as deep as, as like forgiving somebody. You know, you want to go deep, forgive someone. You want to go deep, get to know your neighbor. You want to go deep, start investing in people that are hard to love that, that's deep. You don't, you don't need the tabernacle conversations and, and the hell raining fire. And you don't need all that. You just need to show up and let the love of God come through you. And so if you're afraid what people will think, can I submit that? You don't have to make it Facebook official. You don't have to do all that. You can just start loving people really well where they're at. Um, and watching the way that you respond to the things taking place around you. Um, right now, my church is in a series called Guardrails, and we're talking about this exact thing of what are these things that you can put in place that really just keep your line or your life from going off a cliff? And they seem so silly to society, but they're so important and they're so strategic in our lives. And so I know for me, just on this topic of I'm afraid of what people will think and sharing my testimony or sharing my faith. Um, I don't drink anymore. It's just a choice that I made about two years ago and was really battling um, some alcohol, alcoholism tendencies. And 
but definitely like the social alcoholic part where you go out, you have a drink, you have two drinks, you have three drinks, you have four drinks, you have five drinks. And before you know it, you know, you're way off the wall. And so, um, as Christians, as people in the church, this is just a guardrail I've put up in my life because I want to make sure that I'm always handling circumstances above reproach and just going at them with the best mind. Now, there is a big difference, um, and I have to credit uh, Pastor Dave for this, but there's a big difference between being judgmental and using good judgment. And so as you wrestle with this idea of I'm afraid what people will think, keep that in mind that the people that are pushing you over the edge, are they really those lifelong friends and the ones that are, you know, they're going to love you because they love you because they love you. Um, but the best way to draw people closer to Christ, to share your faith and to share your testimony is by living it out every single day in your life. Um, and so I hope that brings life to somebody. I hope that that sits with someone. So the next one, I'll either look like a hypocrite or I will be faced with the hypocrisy that has often come from the church. So there's really two parts to this that I want to talk about. Okay. So the first part is this idea that I will look like a hypocrite. Um, and I hope this isn't going to come off harsh, but here's the deal. If you're feeling that conviction that you will look like a hypocrite, I have to strongly believe that maybe God is calling that conviction out in you so that you can draw near to him. Um, if you're afraid, you will look like a hypocrite by sharing your faith. I think that that is a deeper conviction that has to be wrestled out with God. Um, and that might sound harsh. I, I don't mean not to sound harsh in any way, but I truly, truly do believe if you're already feeling that type of heaviness or weight from a behavior or from a circumstance, um, there, there's a deeper conviction in that. On the flip side of that, um, if you've overcome that, right? So let's say you have overcome that and let's say you're moving forward in purity or, you know, righteousness or whatever that is. If you have overcome that, I will say, don't forget where you've come from. Then if you don't want to look like a hypocrite, don't be afraid to say, you know, um, this is what I've experienced. This is what happened. And this is where I'm at now. I talk about this a lot when it comes to sexual purity. Um, of this is, this was my view on it before. This is what happened. This is where I downward spiraled and and this is where God showed up and this is my view on it now. Um, because it's important to remember that you're only looking like a hypocrite if you're doing the thing you're telling them not to do. But if you're walking in righteousness or you're striding towards what God has called you to do or to better yourself in, then I would say that that's not being hypocritical that's just saying, this is where I was and this is where I'm headed. Okay. So there's a difference in that. So I wanted to make that clear. And then the second one of this idea that you'll be faced with a hypocrisy that has often come from the church. And I don't think it's going to take a rocket scientist to, to say, you know, people have been very, very burned by churches. Legalism is real. Religion is real. People are terrified of the love of God because of how they've seen people who love God treat them. Um, and I don't think that is a wrong statement. I think that is a very, very true statement. Okay. So if you're worried about the hypocrisy that you might face um, that has come from inside the church, I want to read you Mark 2.17 because I think it will help. It says, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, 
It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And so this is the tough part about the church is that it's real people who are sick. It's messy. It's full of real baggage. It's full of real hurting hearts. Um, and it's full of people that want to do better and think they're doing better. Um, and then reality hits and they realize they're human. And so it's this constant cycle of humility. Um, but the inside of the church is messy. And here's the deal is that's that's kind of what Jesus said. Like, hey, this should be messy. This should be ugly. This is a hospital for the sick. And so if you're in that place that, you know, you don't want to share faith or your testimony because how the church has hurt people, what I would suggest is this. All right. So the first thing is make sure you're acknowledging the hurt. Because I think we try to skip over that. We try to say, oh, well, uh, I don't know why that happened. And I don't know. But here's the deal is take a second to pause and say, wow, I am so sorry that um, those words were either pushed on you or that that mentality was relinquished onto you. You know, here's what I know about the love of God and then start there. But to say or to discount what they're feeling doesn't help heal. I mean, you think about it now, if you were to go into like a triage, okay, and you're not feeling well and you have a fever and a sore throat, okay, and you go in and you tell the person like, look, I have a really, I have a high fever and a sore throat and I, I just don't feel good about it. And the triage person said back to you, well, I, uh, you know, let's talk about your foot. It would be like, but I didn't, I, uh, I, I don't want to talk about my foot. Like this is what hurts. And I think that is what we unintentionally do so often um, in Christian circles is we ignore what's actually hurting and we try to focus on something else that we understand better. And this really ties back to the first thing of being faced with a question that we don't know. Um, but we have to start facing the things that have hurt people. You know, I'll never forget. Uh, it was a few years back. And I had gotten a text from one of my friends who was gay asking if we could grab coffee. And so we met and tears just started to run down his face as he told me about a circumstance that he was out in public and somebody with, um, I don't actually even know if it was like a Christian sign holder, but had come up to him and said, God hates you because you're gay. And tears just rolling down his face, you know. And so we sat there and we talked about why is there this hurt in the church and why do people feel as if this is their duty to tell people that God hates them or God's not, you know, what what is it in the church that makes us feel as if we're entitled to casting that sorts of judgment? And can I just say, if you hate anybody because of your religion, we're doing it wrong. Like the Bible is very clear that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. period, point blank. Um, and so when it comes to facing hypocrisy from the church and how do you deal with that when sharing your testimony, it's okay to let people feel how they feel and to walk with them through that. Um, don't discount that. I think that if we, if we as a collective, you know, Christian body started to stop ourselves from speaking and just started listening more and speaking life back into those desolate places, I truly believe that we would see a crazy amount of new believers um, come to Christ for the first time. And so, yeah, 
if you're scared, like if you're not sharing your testimony or your faith because you're scared of how the church has burned people, I just want to like tell you the church probably has burned people because it's full of humans um, hurting people, hurting hearts, real stories, real baggage. Um, and so we, it's not intentional, um, but hurt happens. And so don't discount that, but walk with them through that and speak life into, um, those parts of them. So our last one, and I got this from just a few people, but I want to talk about it because I think that, you know, maybe it goes a little deeper. Um, but my testimony doesn't feel powerful. And I saw this come from a lot of people that, uh, were raised in a family that was in the church. They were raised well, they understand God's power. They have good morals. They have good boundaries. And they're like, my testimony kind of feels lame. You know, you hear about the drug addict that was on the corner and was saved and redeemed. And that's the story that gets heard, but mine's kind of generic and it's kind of feels boring. And this is so simple. This isn't a long conversation. Um, but friend, your life is a testament to the power and the favor of God when it is walked out in its fullness. Do not discount that. Just because you have walked with the Lord your whole life, just because you know him personally, just because you haven't had to walk through these tremendous battles, like that is your testimony. Your whole life shows God's favor, God's power, God's love, God's abundance, God's much more that he guarantees us. Don't discount that. Um, because I think we think that there has to be this big waboom story to make it matter. And friend, if you have been following the Lord your whole life, I just want you to know how important you are to the kingdom, how much your story matters and how that is the ultimate goal. I mean, the goal of, um, I know for me, like my prayer for my kids and for my daughter and my son and my husband and anybody in my circle is that as we walk forward, we wouldn't have to face cycles. You know, my prayer is that my daughter or my son don't walk through alcohol addiction or sexual sin, but that are raised in a family that teaches them to walk in the way of the Lord. And so I want to commend you and I want to honor you in that. What a beautiful testimony you have to know that God's favor and God's love and God's guidance has truly, truly walked with you through your whole life. So anyways, that's all we got today. Romans 10. 14 and 15, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. The truth of all these, the, the bottom line of all these fears is that your life is to bring the good news. It's not to bring the judgment and the hurt and the shame or the religion or the laws or any of that. It's to bring the good news. And whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you've walked through, whatever you haven't walked through, I want you to know your story really matters. Um, and that there are people in your path that are waiting to call on a savior that you have the opportunity to tell them about.
Don't be afraid, guys. It's okay. We're all weird. Don't be afraid of being weird. We're all weird. All right? Have a great day. Have a great rest of your weekend, your week. Um, Yeah, just keep walking forward. I love you guys so much. And I will see you back next time. Thanks. Bye.